G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post preview podcast for the weekend of Saturday. I'm John Parker. Joining me as usual, my Winning Post colleague, Joel Marshall, Daniel Nuttall. Well, Joel, in a typical quirk of the Australian racing calendar, we've got two Group 1 sprints in different capitals this Saturday, both over 1,200 metres. One is weight parade, one is set weights and penalties. Uh, Goodwood and the Doom at 10,000. Uh, Doom at 10,000 and a million dollars is worth twice as much as the Goodwood. But uh, to my eye, probably the Goodwood looks a more interesting race. What say you? Yeah, I would agree. I think the Goodwood is a better race. Um, look, we're used to sort of seeing, particularly the Goodwood being a big size field. I was a bit surprised when I saw only 11 final acceptors, but uh, two Group 1 sprints on the same day. Brisbane have only got 11 in their 10,000. I think the the Goodwood overall is probably a stronger race. Um, But uh, look, there's certainly some quality. With the appearance of a a pretty smart three-year-old certainly adds a bit of intrigue and wild ruler. So yeah, and and the support programs are are pretty good. Obviously, it's heating up in Queensland now. And another thing to note about the Goodwood is that the five, the first five favourites in that 11-horse field are South Australians. And necessarily mean it's a, it's a weak Goodwood. Um, they're all uh, all very capable sprinters. Daniel, the other highlight on Saturday is uh, the Andrew Ramsden offering a uh, ballot-free entry into this year's Melbourne Cup. And look, like those two sprints, it, it's not a big field, but uh, it is an intriguing race because um, uh, it's... That golden ticket has certainly had the desired effect of uh, attracting some of the most promising young stayers around Australia Limited as the race is now to three, four and five-year-olds. That's a pretty good field, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And and you're right. Look, I would have thought it attracted a few more nominations like um, like perhaps a Goodwood did. But look, in any case, it's a... It's an intriguing field and um, regardless of the field size, it's going to be a, a really good contest. I think there'll be a Change my mind a few times leading up to now and and race day in terms of um you know just like a uh, I guess the horses I would like would, would want to add to a quaddy for instance but um yeah I think it's a really really good contest and uh, despite the small field I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because it's such so much with so much at stake on the line. Alrighty, we'll we'll take you through all the black type around Australia, and uh, there's black type actually in all five mainland states this Saturday. So settling, we're going to start in Adelaide, and the first of the black type there is race two. It is confusingly enough the David Coles AM Stakes, formerly the National Stakes. Of course, the David Coles we used to have the David Coles Spring Stakes, which wasn't run in spring. Uh, and now they've, uh, I don't know what that's called now, but uh, they've changed uh, one to the David Cole Stakes. So I uh, hope you're keeping up with all that. But this is a group three set weights for two-year-olds over 1,200 metres. Daniel? I'm with the seven, Hirasai here, the Godolphin filly, the street boss filly. thought she was excellent on debut at Geelong. She settled worse in midfield there and, um, and peeled out pretty wide um, before the turn. Ran on hard to just miss the winner forever in the da- forever in a day. She split the first and second horses settle in the run there. So um, it was a better race to be up on the speed, and she she ran on hard from the back. Uh, it was the quickest last two hundred meters of the day. It was a well, the run of a coming winner, and um, she looks like a bit of a future. So she's on top for me. The seven, not the nine. In next panic buy, jumps from barrier one here. The pride of Dubai filly. She won a a Cranbourne trial in readiness for this. Uh, readiness for this. Um, the Sable are going well. The, the Price Kent Junior Yard one, Caruso going good, and the four Butter Blondes. I've always had a bit of time for her. Um, she was had a couple of poor runs there, there, um, sort of the last couple of starts. But then she was able to find the front on a good day to lead at Warnable, and and she won well. So with that confidence, newfound confidence, I think she can um, she can certainly run a big race here. Seven on top of nine, one and four. I've gone with the GTRA combination of Jason Collett. here with number three, Magic Max. I didn't think his debut was all that bad at Murray Bridge. He drew off the track. He had a sort of never was really in a good spot and then got into a bit of a scrimmage halfway up the straight. And I thought he kept finding the line. Well, it's 1,200. So I thought each way, him, number three from seven here, Si, certainly agree with him. That was an excellent debut. 
from the street boss Philly One Karakazu, scratched as last week to well stay at twelve hundred for this. He'll be very strong at the end of it. He was good last start behind Cloudy and nine panic by did finish strongly from the back to win that trial at Cranbourne and I think uh, can run a cheeky race on debut. Three on top from seven, one and nine. Yeah, just a slight pronunciation note for you two whippersnappers. That is pronounced heresy. It is uh, uh, it is the crime of uh, departing from orthodox thinking in religion. It's what uh, Liz Cheney has just been, uh, has just lost <laughs> their job. Um, race, where do we go now? Race four. CA, big proud mistakes, 1,200 metres, group three, set weights and penalties for fillies and mares, Daniel. With the 10, Smoke and Val, um, I liked her in the Tobin Broad last start at a, at a price. She's quite an underrated filly, as I touched on a couple of weeks ago. Um, and look, she had to get a long way back from the barrier, but again, she was typically good running running on hard, and she made a, plenty of ground in the straight there. Um, by Ross of the winners was pretty good, but she held her own in a good race. I do concede Rubasaki, the one, seems to have come back into a bit of form, and She'll be hard to beat, but at the price, I'd rather back Smoking Vale each way um, than Diamond and Rubisaki at, at a short quote. So that's the reason I've got the 10 on top of the one. Two, Hummer Hummer. Um, from what I understand, it's um, it's going to be her last race before she becomes a mum. She's been a very good very good horse for the McArdle Yard. Um, she's a bit around the mark more often than not. And, and in the thanks to last start, she was, uh, she was pretty solid again from the wide draw. I hope she can... She can certainly go out a winner. And in for third, in for fourth, I've got the four Brooklyn Hustle. Ten on top of one, two, and four. Yep. Rubasaki, no luck first up and ran super. Second up in the Sangster. Uh, went third behind Instant Celebrity. I think that's the right form. She's just going to need a little bit of luck from that gate because she'll probably be buried away a little bit. But if she gets the breaks, I think she can be winning. Ten Smoke and Val. Got plenty of time for her. She's going well. She's having a good prep. Uh, she'll be finishing strongly out wide, I would have thought, for Brooklyn Hustle. I'm still yet to be convinced she runs a strong 1,200. I know she hasn't had all the favours in a few of her runs, but uh, and you know she ran well in the Sangster for fifth, so she's going to be very competitive. I just probably prefer her over a little bit shorter. Five, Paul's Regret. So ran pretty well in the Sangster and is generally pretty consistent. I think she can be there also. One on top, though, from 10, 4, and 5. Race five at Morpeville on Saturday, formerly known as the SA Oaks. Come down a few notches since those days, but has attracted a big uh, full field. 16 to face the starter, plus an emergency. TAB SA Phillies Classic, 2,500 metre group three set weights for three-year-old Phillies. Daniel. I'm being a flexible last two. T- uh, at Randwick, I was pretty keen on her, and I thought she'd run a good race in the Australian Oaks last start, and... You could say she was a little bit unlucky there. She was sort of searching for a run. Couldn't really get clear until late. Once when she, when she did get out, she was um, she was really strong to the line. Um, I think she'll run out twenty five hundred meters. She's untested at it, but the, the from, from what I've seen from her, it gives the impression that she'll run it out. And if she does, she'll be mighty hard to beat the three. So she's on top. The seventeen in next Gracie Bird. She's untested um, at group level, but she's run. She's been running well against the older horses this preparation. Um, she's two's one who sort of gets back in, in her races and, and likes to sort of save one final run and like flexible untested at 2,500 metres. But um, give, it, give it the impression that I think she'll be able to run it out. And she's well over the odds and worth throwing into exotics. Two, checkerboard, uh, very honest filly, and the one in next, the Kiwi Lana Cord. Three on top of 17, two and one. Yeah, I've gone with Lana Cord on top. I thought she was doing some pretty late work in the Australasian Oaks, just held up sort of at the key stage for the 600 when she was trying to build momentum, just had of her. And, and once she did sort of get to the outside, I thought 100 metres was pretty good. Definite uh, improver up in trip. And from a, a good gate, doesn't have to get as far back. Three flexible, I think, is the danger. She was very good beating home line accord in that race without a lot of room in the straight. Six, she brings it. Well, she's got a different form. She's been running against the boys. And been going super. Third in the chairman's, fourth in the derby. So, look, you, normally you'd look at that and say that's the that's the right form. She's drawn well in both of those races. She's drawn wide on Saturday, so that could make it difficult. But she can certainly win. And four, Mimi's award. Yet to miss the Cornella in five starts. Just 
slowly sort of coming through the grades, won her maiden two back, went to 2000 and walked in at Wangaratta. It was a benchmark 58, but it was a strong win. She looks to be headed in the right direction. One on top from three, six and four. All right. Well, uh, just some further and better particulars on Heresy running in that two-year-old race. Uh, it's out of a mare called Montsegurt. And uh, I have discovered with my old friend Wikipedia that uh, Montsegur, the Chateau de Montsegur, the castle there, was occupied by the Cathars in 1243-44, a religious sect considered heretical by the Catholic Church who had sought refuge there and were besieged by 10,000 troops in what is now known as the Siege of Montsegur. Race six is the first leg of the Quaddy at Morfordville. It is the Centuria Stakes. 2014 metres, listed set weights and penalties for fillies and mares. Daniel, you have uh, spoken in this week's winning post to Peter Hardacre, trainer of number 11, Robe Bay, and I'm pleased to see that uh, for once you've actually put your story horse on top. <laughs> yeah, well, look, I, I'm going to, uh, as I said, I was I was keen to hear his thoughts um, after her last couple of starts. She's, listen as I know, I'm pretty big fan of hers and she's been over the mile at Morphville at her past couple. She's missed the start by four or five lengths in both. So she's clearly got to s- s- sort that out. Um, but yeah, as you said, Barks, I spoke to Peter Hardaker, the trainer during the week and um, look, they're, the stable are pretty keen on her chances here. If she can, if she can jump with them, it's, it's an if and they concede that, but in a, in a longer distance race, she's up to 2000 meters, um, a distance that I think she'll relish. Um, she's shown that she really enjoyed it. She won the Mortlake Cup over this trip. It's a pretty soft win too. And she placed in town at Moody Valley at her next start over this longer trip. So um, she can tack on here. Bit, bit, quite a bit easier to tack on if she does miss the start. Uh, I'm hoping she can jump with them. I think she's a, a, a top three chance if she gets the right run. She's drawn three. She won't get a long way back um, if she can sort of manage to jump with them. I think she can settle midfield. She's shown she has in the past. Um, and I think she's a really... Really talented mare. She's, I think she's over the odds. I think the, the form is preparation. You probably can't blame Bookie's putting her up that price, but I think I'm going to give her one more chance and hopefully she can sort her Barry manners out. Um, she's on top, the 11. 16 in next Kentucky Tornado. Um, she was very good first up for Danny O'Brien at Geelong. The big weight, she ran second to Media Award, beating a length and a quarter. Um, not obviously very good form with that, <clears throat> with that girl going on to win the Oaks. Um, Craig Williams has a good association with this mare. So she can run a, a big race and sort of earn some black type. Four, shop till I drop. She's in terrific form this prep. And the one in good health will roll forward and be in this for a long way. One numbers, 11, 16, 4 and 1. Uh, nine, Zaydani for me, very keen. Uh, she went up $15. She's into around 9 and 10 now, which I still think is over the odds. Uh, I was backing her this time last year and she finished uh, sort of midfield in the SA Oaks, no luck, and backed up and ran fourth in that to strong SA Derby behind Russian Camelot and Dallasan. Only had the one run in the spring. It was a good run, but obviously an issue because they tipped her out straight away. She's returned, uh, needed the first up run at Bendigo, but the next two runs have been excellent. I think sort of had all favours and she's run really well. Gets to 2,000, fourth up, very hard to beat. Three ecumenical, the Philly's been racing well, just going to need a touch of luck from that gate. Four shot till I drop. Stayed at 1,600, second up, and beat Allbar Fabric, who was the favourite, looked hard to beat. She'll be fitter now, third up. Up in trip looks ideal. And putting in Daniel's pick, Road Bay for fourth, because, yeah, I certainly think there's more to her than what we've seen in her last couple. Nine on top from three, four, and 11. Uh, Rightio, race seven at... Morphville is the second leg of the quaddy. It is the RA Lee Stakes, 1,600 metre group three. Set weights and penalties, Daniel. Magna Bella can run a big race here with the, with the lightweight of 53 kilos. She was excellent closing um, in an on-paces race last start, the listed race, second up. And she's come back, uh, I think, in probably career best form. This mare, she's ready to pick third up. Um and, yeah, just the wide draw. She'll go back and we'll have to spot a start again, but I think she can finish over these. Finish over the top of these. She's certainly in good enough form to And She's my top pick in this, the 15, Magna Bella. Three in next, Dr. Drill. Um, thought did enough first up at Caulfield. Um, obviously fitter for that second up. And 
is a better horse over the 1600 metres. Three, a third, more Varda, drawn ideally in barrier one, will roll forward. And the four, Territory Titan, um, just sat wide last start. And just forgive the margin there. He's, he was in good form prior. I think he can bounce back. Um, 15 on top of three, two, and nine. Yeah, I've gone with nine, Territory Titan. He's sort of a bit of an old favourite of mine. He was racing well, as you said, Daniel. And then last night, it was just a torrid run. He was sort of a little bit slow away. They tried to push forward, but uh, she just couldn't get in. Kayla Crowther, sort of no fault of hers, just nowhere to go. And had a tough run, weakened out. The previous run at Bendigo behind Ironclad was very good. And if he can just get us slightly more luck early in the piece here, he can improve at odds. Eight, Lord Vladivostok. Was eight weeks between runs last time out. Looked to the winner and sort of knocked up late. Wasn't beaten far. Drops three and a half. And you just have to think this would be a bit of a target off that freshen up where he had been takes place behind Ironclad at his previous run. So I think there'll be a fair bit of improvement to come from that last start. Six Vacillator. Uh, racing well. It was a strong Flemington. He spotted margin at the furlong, but he really finished off and let down well to win Holbein. The winner last week, so nothing wrong with that form. And three, Dr. Drill has a touch of class. A Scone Cup winner this weekend last year. He'll be fitter for that fresh run at Caulfield. Nine on top for me from eight, six, and three. The big one at Morfordville on Saturday is race eight. The first 1,200 metres, group one, set weights and penalties worth half a million, Daniel. Got G-Trier on top. What a marvel he's become. He, um, <clears throat> he third in the Everest last preparation, and he just continues to run well. He's wanted, so flies fresh. He's been trialling well for this and um, drawn ideally. And uh, Joel sort of touched on before, Jason Collett coming up to um, partner him again. So he's on top for me. The 10 in next profit thumb. Um, of excellent. And the thanks to last start. Didn't have much luck in the straight. Should have finished much closer at a big price. And she doesn't win out of turn, but... She, she runs well more often than not, and she's been tested in, in the in the good company this preparation, and and more than held her own. So she can don't be shocked if she can uh, win at a big price. Four dirty work, um, just sort of found a bit too quick for, in the TJ Smith last start, and in for third, in for fourth, I got the nine instant celebrity last start winner two ten four nine. Yeah, I tossed up here between the two big guns up the top. I've lent the way of number one behemoth, uh, just. I know Guitra meets him a little bit better at the weights for their clash in this race last year. But obviously, Behemoth's won a couple of Group 1s since. Uh, we know what a talented performer he is. Probably, you know, maybe these days, right at his top at 1,400. But I think fresh, 1,200. Drawn pretty well. He can just sort of stalk the speed, just midfield, I would suggest, and, and just be very hard to hold out. So, look, it's probably not a betting race for mine because I'm not sort of overly keen on, on backing the favourites. But... I've gone that way. One to beat two. Uh, six Savatoxel. If I was to have a bet, maybe work some exotics around him because I think he's going well. The first up run didn't have a lot of luck and then bounced back down in the weights in the Mackay Stakes. He was very heavily back there and he won well. Put three lengths on Pandemic, the nearest rival. So I think if there is to be a little upset, it might be him. And nine instant celebrity. I uh, would suggest that Sangster form will hold up pretty well here. She got a dream rails run. She might not get that here, but she has got Jamie Carr, so you never know. One on top from two, six, and nine. To sum up the Morfordville card on Saturday, Daniel's best race five, number three, flexible value bet race seven, number 15, Magna. Joel's best was race five, number one. Uh, uh, sorry, was Joel's best was race six, number nine, Zaydani, value race five, number one, one accord. Uh, the other group one venue on Saturday is Doombin. Uh, wet during the week, but Daniel, I believe, uh, not much rain to come. And we start with the black type in race two, TRHA, members handicap, 1,600-metre listed quality. Yeah, I think it's a heavy, uh, it was heavy at the moment during, due to that rain during the week, but pretty sunny skies from now till Saturday. So I'd imagine we'd be on a soft five, no worse than a soft six. Um, but in that race, I've got the two on top reloaded. Um Look, I think he came back to form last preparation. Has been costly to punters throughout his career. He's only had the one start for uh, the one win for 16 starts. Sort of promised the world early and hasn't really delivered a whole heap. But I did like the effort enlisted grade last start. Um, got going early and 
travelled into the race nicely. Just couldn't peg back that margin on Olmedo, who um, forged a winning break early in the straight. It was a good return to form. I think he can, um, can run up to that effort. He can certainly win this. He'll settle a little bit closer in running in the small field. And um, if, he, yeah, if he brings his best, I think he'll be very hard to beat reloaded. So he's on top. I got the three in next fabric. Um, well ridden to where to win a Group 2 race in South Australia, second up, which is well-placed, 54.5 kilos. The seven in next Louvois, just disappointing last start. I gave him a big chance at Hawkesbury. He had every chance outside the leader, but he just wanted to throw the head about. was racing keenly in the run, and, and he tied late. He has a win over Exaboom the start prior with 60 kilos on his back, and that's a really good form for this. And in for fourth, I have the one, the Cuba, 2371. Yeah, I've gone too reloaded as well. The the drawing out of the track key to him because he certainly wouldn't want it to stay in the heavy range. He got rolled a dollar thirty in a class one, two runs back on the very wet ground at Doombin. So the if the track does improve, which is it's is expected, I think he will be very hard to beat. Three fabric in form there. That was a good job second up. I, I liked her. I thought she would win, but twelve hundred to sixteen hundred, never easy. She got the job done nicely. Uh, number one, Cuba should lead this very comfortably. The 1,600 is a query for him, but he'll be fitter for two runs back and he might just dictate and take catching. And five, right or wrong, the nine-year-old Geldings had two runs back with big weights, ready to peak third up down on the minimum. Two on top from three, one and five. Across to race four at Doombin on Saturday, it is the JRA Chairman's Trophy and um, this is a 2,000-metre Group 3 quality handicap, Daniel. With Hangman on top, um, he was very good in Sydney last start in the JRA, JRA plate. Prior to that, he ran over the top of Persan well back that day and, and got the job done. Um, he will definitely won't want the, the track to be too wet. I think the sort of soft five, soft six will be at his limit. But he's going well this preparation. He sort of figured out how to... Um, to win this time, and there was a bit of a, a lull there. He couldn't, he couldn't win, he couldn't win a race. But this preparation, he's he's won three, and um, the other starts he hasn't won. He's he's been thereabouts. So he's going clearly going very well, and I think he will be hard to beat in this, um, barring the, the track isn't too wet. Six in next, so you win. I think ready to peak uh, peak here. Third up, looked the winner at one stage there. I was pretty confident the two hundred meter mark. Uh, didn't make him on the lazy, lazy lobster that day. A fortnight ago, but. Just died on his run late. I think the, the rise and trip will certainly help him. And um, James McDonald on his back certainly helps as well. Walking, flying, a mare in form. And it's gone really well since coming up to Queensland and joined the Edmunds stable. In for fourth, I have the two. Platinum Invader was excellent. Over 1,815 last start with a huge weight. Um, sort of had to wait for a bit of a run to appear there as well. But uh, he'll he's much more suited at 2,000 metres. My numbers, one six ten two. Yeah, six, so you win on top for me. Had the two runs back with the big weights, ready to peak third up, down to 56 kilos. Uh, three, warning, was under pressure before the turn at Flemington last time out, off that fresh and back to 1,700. But I thought he was strong late, step up and distance a big plus. Four, get stuck in, was able to win first up on protest at 1,400. He was a bit disappointing next time out as a short-priced favourite, but up in trip, certainly a plus third up. And one, hangman's having a really good prep. Just got to give some weight away to some of these is the query. But, yeah, certainly no knock on the way he's going. Six on top from three, four and one. Race five at Doombin on Saturday. Spirit of Bloom Classic, previously known as the Champagne Classic. This is 1,200 metres. Uh, set weights for two-year-olds at Group 2 level. Daniel. I like the look of See You in Spring, the uh, busted and young Billy. I think she has the speed here to lead and I think she'll take catching um, around the turn. It's a good track to sort of these short sort of sprint races at Doombin's. It's a good track to draw inside on and um, and be up on the pace. And I think uh, she'll do that from barrier four. Daniel Moore aboard. I think she's got better races in her future as well. So she's on top of the 11. Got the three, a four in next. Yanis first up here. Still a maiden, um, but thought pretty highly of. He's up the, at the top of the market there for the third line of betting anyway for the J.J. Atkins, um, he held his own in a couple of good races in Sydney during the summer months. Kalashnikov in next, uh, just did fire in the slipper last start, but was the Black Opal winner at the start prior, uh, off a freshen up. Um, Snowden's generally 
pretty good results up in uh, southeast Queensland when they bring their runners up during the carnival. And Miss Hipstar in next, so tough. Was uh, had a bit of a fight on her hands last start, but she um, she fought hard and it was a really a really good win. She can go right on with it. My numbers eleven four ten one. Yes, uh, bless Miss Hipstar. She really dug in, didn't she, when she was challenged there first up. Uh, she is a real talent. Again, no luck for the barriers. Wide gate. She came like a rocket first up. So if she begins like that, she might be able to get in and get over pretty quickly. But uh, we have seen them tried to ride her a little bit quietly in the past. So, look, just that tricky gate to contend with. I think $10, 9 or $10 you can get is just seems to be ludicrous for me. But she's on top from Yarnas. Uh, obviously got to the Sydney form to contend with. Expecting some of those Sydney horses. Four, Yarnas in for second. Uh, yet to win, but both starts in that first prep showed promise and has trailed up nicely. Two, Tiger of Malay, back from Group 1 company, uh, where he led and dropped out in the size. His previous run in the Pango Pango behind Shaquiro was excellent. Grab that Del Rallo behind Miss Hipstar, who's a bit of a let-up, 1,000 metres, just a bit sharp, because he won at 1,300. So the step-up and trip and Michael Rock can certainly see him improve. Ten on top for me from four, two and three. Race six at Durban, first leg of the Quaddy Canadian Club, rough habit plate, 2,000 metres set weights for three-year-olds on their way to the Queensland Derby. This is a group three, Daniel. Yeah, got Senor Tober on top. He's hard to... It's hard to knock. Uh, last start winning the pack of plate was excellent. His first go, 2,000 metres. Um, had a bit of a task in front of him on the turn, but uh, really warmed up nicely and, and was very strong to the line. as a pretty uh, easy win in the end. <clears throat> and I think he can uh, go back to back. Um, High Supremacy was second behind him. And um, look, I think he's both, he's got improvement as well um, here in this, considering that was his first go at 2,000 metres. He's a bit deeper into the preparation than... Senior Tober is, but I think both will improve at their second second go at 2,000 metres. They're the main two. Quay Quay has an, has an interesting preparation. He was pretty good in the derby. He wasn't beaten far over 2,400 metres, two back, and then um, just didn't help himself. Race far too keenly. Uh, last start in the packer. Um, his best form is certainly good enough to win this. And the, the, I think a good rough is criminal defence. Uh, we'll be spotting a start at Waited to see him get over two thousand meters for some time now, and um, he gets it here. This is a this is a strong race, but the stable want to um, stable hoping he can get to the race like like a derby. So um, they must think he's pretty handy horse, and over the odds worth throwing into into exotics. I think the fourteen criminal defence. My numbers eight, seven, one, and fourteen. Yeah, I can't jump off Senor Tobe. He was good uh, to me last time out. No. 40 or 50 to one about him here, obviously much more found in the market, but I think he can go on with the job because that was 1,400 to 2,000 and it was a strong performance. So, yeah, he's... Uh, I could have a bit of a saver on 10 Sagacious. He beat the older horses over 1,900 late last year. He's been stayed at 1,400 in the South Pacific and he was beaten near 10 lengths, but I think it was sort of a tick over run. He got to 1,800 last time out at Hawkesbury, again against the older horses, and battled on better for third behind Luncey's, who's a horse I've got plenty of time for. So I think he's well-placed to run well, 10 Sagacious. Seven high supremacy in for third. Obviously, comes through that same race as Sabre. He'll be better for having had that run at 2,000. And the drier the track, the better it will be for Bucharest. He's not much good on wet ground. But I think he's talented enough to perform very well here if the track dries out. Uh, like we expect it should do to some degree. Eight on top from 10, 7 and 5. The big one at Doombin on Saturday is race 7, TAB Doombin 10,000. Uh, not to be confused with the traditional Doombin 10,000, which was later on the calendar and over 13.50. This one is over 1,200. It is, however, standard weight for age. It is worth, as I mentioned earlier, a million bucks. Uh, and Daniel Eduardo is the favourite, I suppose. Uh, a few queries. Um, does he keep going... Does he do his best work early in a prep and uh, is 1,200 his uh, best trip? But uh, you're going with him. Yeah, valid queries they are. And I, he just maps really well in here, Barks. He, he'll, um, he'll lead this pretty easily. And there'll be no doubt, I think there'll be some nervous moments maybe in the last 100 metres or so. And I think 1,200, 1200 metres is his best distance. But um, I think he'll have forged too much of a winning break by then and, 
I think he'll um, hold him at bay. So the two on top, Eduardo, he's had an excellent preparation. And yeah, you're right, he's best work at the start of the, at the campaign, but um, I don't think Joe Pryor would bring him here if he wasn't going well. So I'm thinking he can continue the good preparation and um, lead all the way, Eduardo. He's on top. The nine wild ruler, Colt, I've got plenty of time for. Um, won that hot Arrowfield sprint last start and he'll likely be up on the pace as well from barrier two. Just the query is uh, how wet the track is. I don't think he'll do much if it's a sort of a soft seven or worse, but anything lower than that, he can, he can certainly figure. He'll be much better on, on dry ground, that Colt. One trekking, a little, little disappointing for mine first up. He had the race won there, seemingly at the 200 metre mark, and he just um, wasn't able to finish off. Uh, I'm not sure the form... That race, the greatest sort of form, like likes like Panino and um, running into third, but he can't doubt his class trekking. He's he's, um, he's been he's had such a brilliant career, and off that one run, I'm I'm not going to drop drop off him necessarily. He can certainly win this. The five and next Splintex, um, sort of hoping for a bit of luck at the top of the straight, and if he can get it, he'll be running on hard. My numbers two nine one five. Yeah, very similar for me. Uh, nine wild ruler on top. Just the uh, the slight change. It's gone with the three year old from the good draw. No, I think the the drier the track, the better for him. Uh, but perhaps just staying at eleven hundred from that tricky gate in the galaxy sort of played against him too. Um, and that was on the soft seven, so I can certainly be a little bit forgiving for that. And that win in the arrow field was just very strong because it was a, a very strong field, and he sat three wide, no cover, and still won. So all honours to him. Two Eduardo, one trekking. And five Splintex make up the top four. Just with trekking, I think maybe a bit wet the other day, and that could be the query on him again. He's right at his best, sort of soft fives his limit, um, dry ground. If I knew it was going to be a dry track, I probably would have had him on top. So that's just a, a little query with trekking. But nine two one five for me. And race eight last of the black type at Doombin on Saturday is the Magic Millions Bright Shadow 1,200-metre listed event for Phillies and Mares, Daniel. Yeah, Fiesta, if here, on top. I think um, Gosford is also... Oh, sorry, not Gosford. Um, Rose Hill is also an option on Saturday, but uh, she's still in the field here. And if here, I think um, she'll be hard to beat in the last. I really appreciate the class drop. She tackled some pretty good races in the Sydney autumn and held her own. She's been kept for fresh for this, and she does race well fresh, so um, it might be hard to hold out in the last Fiesta. The three in next, the theory... First up over 1,300 metres, um, not sure it's probably the, the best thing for her. She's a better horse at 1,200. She's on 4 and 9 at this trip. She's drawn perfectly with Kieran McAvoy on board, and look, she didn't have much luck in that Hawkesbury crown first up either. So she can bounce back. And Trepidatious was excellent winning first up off the back of some really nice trials, only um, off the fast finishing plaquette. She just seldom runs poorly this mare, and in for fourth. I have the the nine sorry sorry now the nine's out the eight embrace uh, the eight socializing one three ten and eight eleven asharani at a, a bit of odds here for mine I thought the fresh run wasn't too bad it was a, sort of a steady tempo and she just wasn't able to out sprint them from the second half of the field but I thought she did enough and just taking a line through her very close second to a theory back in October. Four kilo turnaround on that mare, and she's going to start a hell of a lot longer in the pro, uh, in the market. So happy to back Asherani each way, number eleven to beat three. A theory who's definitely a, a winning hope uh, can suggest she'll improve sharply off that fresh run at thirteen hundred. But she didn't have a lot of room in the straight. I think kicking off at thirteen hundred was always going to be a, yep. a little bit of a negative, sort of fitness wise. Two spring heat. It's a pretty classy. Round of Vontage and on Trivier. I think she can measure up and six blazing miss. First up at Hawkesbury, she drew wide, settled back half and was never really in the right spot. From gate one, she'll uh, hunt through and be much close to the pace and can improve. 11 on top from three, two and six. That wraps up the black type at Doombin. Daniel's best, race two, number two, reloaded. Value bet, race five, number 11. See you in spring. Joel's best, race five, number 10, is Hipstar. In value bet, race eight, number 11, Asherani. The Scone Cup Carnival occurs over Friday and Saturday this week. Uh, Friday, it's full form for both those meetings, needless to say, in your winning post. Uh, but it's only Scone Cup Day that is actually at Scone. The second day, Saturday, 
is at Rose Hill for some reason, and uh, I imagine it related to betting turnover. Um, and we start in race two, as far as the black type's concerned, with Turanga Farm Woodland Stakes, 1,100-metre listed quality handicap for two-year-old Phillies, Joel. Yeah, I've gone with four headline up here, a filly I've always had a bit of time for. She trialled up really well before the the debut, but she got back into a horrible position and then flew home in the straight and beat all bar stay inside. So nothing wrong with that form. She missed out on soft ground at her next start. So look, we're wanting the track for her. I think it's sort of heavy range earlier in the week, but is expected to get better than that uh, with some dry weather. So I think for her, a nine title impact in for second. They won two runners for day. Lane here searching for his first black type winner and well this girl created a huge impression they don't often win half lengths on debut over 1100 granted it was a heavy eight and the margin is a bit flattering because the meeting was abandoned after two races there at Crenamble but uh, she looked the goods and backed up her trial form uh, 12 satin ribbons so been waiting a while for her she trialed super last year and won a couple of trials by big spaces she's done similar this prep and the market has well and truly found her uh, one, Ashima, next best. Very consistent. Uh, really hasn't... Well, only performed race today. It was in the English Millennium. But, uh, yeah, her recent runs have been good. Four from nine, 12 and one. You've also got the four on top, headliner. Um, yeah, done nothing wrong. Her, her, first, her first campaign um, it was just not as effective on the wet ground um, before a spell. Very nice trial leading into this. And on top pick for me, the four... The seven, Shahonka, liked her debut at the midweeks behind Billion Dollar Baby. I think um, Philly with plenty of talent. She's drawn ideally here, Shahonka, and will settle handy. <clears throat> In for third, I have the five, Sweet Ruby, uh, going well. This preparation, just missed Baby Wong, two back. And in for fourth, I have the ten, Glamour and Glory. Um, thought the run was good at Sandown last start. The winner there was pretty handy, but thought the, there's been merit in both runs in uh, Victoria. Four, seven, five, ten. Across to race four at Rose Hill on Saturday. It is the Emirates Park Denise's Joy Stakes, a listed quality handicap for three-year-old fillies over 1,100 metres, Joel. A four molly coddle for me from the James Cummings yard. Impressive first up at Canterbury. He was a bit slow to begin, settled last the fence, had to slice her way through the field from the turn, and she finished off. So I think, uh, look, staying at 1,100 is the one little negative, but talented enough to overcome it if there's good speed on. Seven news reader. Uh, she won both her starts last prep, the Magic Millions Maiden, and then at Warwick Farm beating older males. She's trialled really well for her return. Got a bit of time for the one down the bottom, 16 nags to riches. Good win at Gosford first up with 59.5. She dropped six kilos. Uh, the market hasn't missed her. I thought, uh, you know, she might have snuck in there at sort of 20 to 1 or something, but she's around that $7, $8 mark. Yeah, certainly a chance. Uh, I think the one the market did miss was eight Rock My Wand, particularly if the track does stay in that soft six, soft seven range. Uh, she finished third to Instant Celebrity in the spring and then took on the 1,000 guineas. So yeah, I thought going up $26 was a bit crazy for her. She does like wet ground. Four on top from seven, 16 and eight. With Newsreader here, she have long held a high opinion of her. She tested the patience early in the career, but it was good to sort of see her put it all together last preparation, winning that. Magic Millions Maiden, um, she didn't just win it, she bolted in there, was a class above and then um, three wide and ridden like the best horse in the race and again a class above at Warwick Farm. Um, she two recent trial wins have been very good. Query is a little bit of a wide draw, she'll need some luck and a good ride from Brenton Abdullah but um, I think she's a very talented filly and hoping she can add to the picket fence here, um, the seven newsreader. i got the one in next, next Ballistic Lover. Uh, beat the flying, simply fly <clears throat> at Doombin first up. Um, and I think can, she, has, she has good second up form as well. 14 expat, already made a pretty promising start to her career, winning three or four. She is trialling well and has drawn ideally here. And in for fourth, the nine, Chianti, I think the one over the odds, um, just sat and was wide throughout the Warwick Farm first up when a, when a beaten favourite there. Dropped three kilos in weight here, and you can certainly improve with, it with an easier time of it in transit. My numbers, 7-1-14-9. Race five at Rose Hill on Saturday is the English three-year-old Guineas. 
Uh, it is a restricted listed race, restricted, of course, to uh, horses sold through the English auction house. Set weights for uh, three-year-olds, 1,400 metres. Uh, the handicap ratings range between 98 for Prime Star two for Castle Kama. So uh, getting 23 kilos in a handicap is uh, on level weights here. Joel, you have uh, found one at a bit of value. Yeah, as you say, the, the, the two up the top hold the ace hand here with the weights, but I'm just hoping there's a bit of improvement out of number seven, Supremo. I've always liked this horse. The trials, disappointed first start, they on a wet track. They took him to Brisbane for the Del Rello this time last year, and he disappointed again. Last prep, he wasn't able to win wrong. He was just over-racing in front. And he's Look, he's come back with gelding. Couldn't have been any more impressive at Warwick Farm. He didn't have a lot of pressure on him, it must be said. He was able to control things, but I like the turn of foot he showed. He kicked away. Uh, and now that he's been gelded, he just might be able to realise some of that potential that he was showing at the trials. He's well-bred too, written tycoon out of that former talented staying filly, Dazelle. So I'm going to go with him on top. To... Impressive in the Hawkesbury Guineas, second up. Uh, six. Well, I think if you like Exo Boom, you've got to respect this bloke because he beat Exo Boom in a maiden at his second start. Under 1,400. He won by two and a half lengths. Now, he's had two runs back from that long spell. 1,100 at Canterbury was not his go. And then he was doing his best work late at that same track last time out with a, without a lot of room. So he could be the one that's over the odds, just uh, taking a line through Exo Broom. And one prime star, the other obvious contender, uh, freshened up since the miss in the Randwick Guinea. Seven from two, six and one. Yeah, with the two, Exo Broom on top. Love the way Knuckle Down, doing that group three second up. He's, he just doesn't have yet to put a foot wrong. Seven starts, three wins and four second placings. He... Lost to Brookspire on protest earlier in the career. Um, and I just I really liked the, the win at, at Black Tight last start. So I think he can go on with the job here. Um, and he's on top for me to two. Exo Boom. 12, Nikki's Fling. Um, it's been some time since she's won, but she continues to, to race well, this preparation. Only a length behind All Hallows Eve in the, in the Group 3 last start. Um, and she does like affected ground so she's in this and she's over the odds 11 sensationalization must be respected coming from victoria uh good win running on against a pattern at warnable um, last start she read the pick third up and it's in well at 54 and a half and in for fourth i have the one prime star 212 11 one race six first leg of the quality at rose hill on saturday vinery luskin star takes 13 Quality handicap, Joel. Yeah, I'm going against the shorty here. He's a dollar sixty lost and running, and he deserves to be favourite. And I'm not sure he deserves to be that short, but uh, he'll be very hard to beat. But I'll lend the way of one eleven eleven, who I was with last time in the hallmark. I was on him, but he just couldn't overcome the outside gate. He was caught wide on speed. They didn't go overly hard, so you know, I suppose he was entitled to, to kick on reasonably well. He only beat two home, but he was beaten two lengths, so he certainly wasn't disgraced. I'm just hoping third up, fully fit now. He's got the... And he'll get his chance to show his best. Seven lost and running. Well, he might just be very smart. He's won five from six. He's only... Came at the hands of Enchanted Heart, and nothing wrong with that form. She popped up and won a stakes race last week, so he'll be hard to beat. Four Bandersnatch, I like him kicking off at 1,300. He's a talentless bloke. He's pretty versatile too. He can lead, you know, sort of 14, 1,500 metre races, or he can flash home from the back. So it'll be interesting to see the way they ride him. He was out the back in a recent trial, and he's drawn wide. But no matter the case, he can be competitive. And 11 St. Covert Spirit, well, one win from 21 is the clear knock. But this time last year, she was third behind Rubasaki and Sapina, which is Group 1 form. So... Uh, she is good enough to figure in the multiples at odds. One on top from 7, 4, and 11. And with the 7 on top lost and running, he's been yeah, put through the risen through the grades as preparation, and and he's recorded three wins, and now he deserves his shot at this level. I think he can you know, hold that form. He can be too good for these, uh, the 7 on top. 10 in next, True Detective. Um, it was a touch disappointing first. That was a drifter in the market there, but... I expected a little bit more fitter for that run and, and does do his best work over this trip. 
uh, third in next superior, building up nicely this preparation, and in for fourth over the 111, 11, 7, 10, 6, and 1. And last of the black type at Rose Hill on Saturday is race seven, Kiora State Hortensia Stakes, a listed quality handicap over 1,100 metres, Joel. A 13 for me for Toose to remain undefeated, fourth and four first up. First up last prep, she gave weight to Mars Crusader and beat him. Uh, admittedly, he didn't have all favours, but neither did she in the run, and she was a tough winner. Uh, she then finished second behind California and can't forgive the miss at Flemington where she drew gate one. Uh, she's trolled up really well. She's won six from 11, and I think she's pretty well placed on the minimum, 53. Uh, five embracer was impressive. First up as a gelding, winning the Hawkesbury Rush. Strong win. Uh, can handle the, the slight rise in weight here, up two kilos. Two Fiesta, I think fresh and back to 1,100 is a good recipe for her. Uh, she tackled the Group 2 Sapphire last time out at 1,200. Although she's all I don't think she's going too badly. And 14 Adalong. I was with her at Hawkesbury. She gave a good sight. She certainly improved off the fresh run. She'll be fully fit now. And she does get a four-kilo swing on Embracer, so that can help. 13 from 5, 2, and 14. Yeah, I've got Fiesta on top here. Of course, she might be running in um, in Brisbane. But if here she's on top, yeah, as, as I said earlier, just the, the freshen up. And um, I think she's going well in, in better races as preparation. So the two on top, three in next California Zimbal. Um, I think for give, worth the giving of the margin last start. Drew wide there. The, the, the form prior has a ride in this. Five embrace. I love the win first up. Um, race away from there and... Uh, very consistent gelding, and in for fourth, the 14, out along. Two, three, five, 14. Okay, as I mentioned, that wraps up the black type at Rose Hill. Joel's value bet was race five, number seven, Supremo. Daniel's best was race four, number seven, Newsreader. Uh, and your Joel's best and Daniel's value is the same horse. Race three, number three, Lakeen. Uh, Joel, you've obviously got slightly more confidence, so why don't you talk us through Lakeen? Yeah, well, certainly at the odds, you can make him a value bet because I think he went up 12 or 13 and he's about nine now, which is still a good price. Uh, French import was very heavily back first start in Australia and I just think he lacked the dash for 1,400. He's had no... Uh, would you believe it? Couldn't get a run on the outside rail on the Kensington track. And then last time out at Canterbury, held up and then finished very strongly late in a good form race. The winners won again. The runner-up has won. And Lunsi's finish behind Lacane has, of course, also come out and won. So I think gets to 2,000, fourth up off a trial. Yeah, just ready to win. Ticks a lot of boxes and I think's uh, way over the odds. Yeah, not much. Uh, just, yeah, go on, man. Sorry, yeah, just uh, I, was with, I was with him that start at Kensington 2 back and um, it took a while to get over the fact he couldn't get a run that day. It looked, looked like he was cruising into the race and, uh, yes, as Joel said, he... They all came to the outside, and he was behind a wall of horses. So never really got a crack at them, and and I do like the form out of that last start as well. So I think now fourth up, um, yeah, happy to take him each way at, at, at that price, and, and glad to know that Joel's also keen on him. So yeah, race race three, number three. Excellent. Well, uh, as I mentioned, Flemington is the venue for Melbourne racing on Saturday, and there is one black type race. It is the very exciting race six. First leg of the quaddy, the Andrew Ramsden, 2,800 listed weight for age. Uh, no horse over five allowed in it. Uh, it's, uh, it is uh, this race previously known as the Duke of Norfolk, but uh, has had a few changes since then, shortened from 3,200 metres. Uh, Duke of Norfolk, of course, was a handicap. I would think that uh, with a $400,000 purse and the quality of horse that's been attracted to this, I would think it's going to be sooner rather than later that this uh, gets back to group race status. Joel, uh, which of these 10 horses did you think was going to uh, be lining up at uh, on the first Tuesday? Well, I've well, I've plucked one out here at massive odds. Um, I could be way off the way off the path, but number seven, never listen, is a mare that really came from nowhere to finish second in the VR back in 2019. It was a, a tough staying effort there behind Miami Bound, who, funnily enough, lines up here also. Had a long time. Or was She did reappear for one run in the autumn last year and, and on the heavy track and, 
We didn't see her for another 12 months. She's now with Peter Moody. I think her two runs back at Caulfield have been good. I certainly jotted her down last time out as next time well worth a bet. I didn't think they would go straight to 2,800 and come to this race. But having said that, blinkers back on. She had the blinkers back as a three-year-old filly. I think 126 is, is silly. She's probably a 40 to 1 chance, realistically, I think. So, look, I'm going to have a throw at the stumps with Never Listen with a bit of upside and yeah, a bit of X Factor about her. Nine through Irish Eyes, a real promising three-year-old stayer. He hit the front and didn't quite know how to put it away last time out in the St. Ledger. But uh, he's learning all the time. I think he can measure right up here. And I've put the two in with the Sydney uh, form behind them, five Miami bound and six Realm of Flowers. But it is a tricky race because certainly you can make cases for Persan, Mohican Heights and Grand Promenade. Uh, so, yeah, very intriguing race. Seven for me, that was a roughie from nine, five and six. Yeah, and I'm denied about this one quite a bit. I ended up putting a six on top, Realm of Flowers. Um, she's had to win a race's preparation, but... The two Sydney or three Sydney runs were excellent. So at Mannion Cup, she sat wide the trip there and, and kept on um, kept on coming in the straight, but not beaten half a length or a third of a length behind Favourite Moon. Then in the Sydney Cup, she had no luck there. <clears throat> you can make a case she probably would have win, wins that race a bit with, with more luck. But she, again, she's uh, been able to run out a strong 3,200 metres. She can do that. So the 2,800 metres here will... Will pose no problem. Uh, so she's on top of six. Five Miami Bound is another winner. It will be fine with the trip. He was, she beat home Rella Flowers in the Sydney Cup. Um, very good one with the light weight there. Three Persan. Um, yeah, the stable just came out and said it was a pretty disappointing run last start and not much not much else to offer. So I think if he can bounce back to his best form, he's right in this. Um, and four Mohican Heights as they really come on this preparation. Um, you can go on with it here. Lightly race gallop on the 10 starts and his best, I think, is still to come. Six, five, three, and four. Uh, yeah, look, I am prepared to forgive Persan that last run, much like Bailey Fritch's performance uh, last Saturday night. Uh, and I got Realm of Flowers, Miami Bound, and through Irish Eyes, three, six, five, and nine. My value bet was race eight, number 11, Bumper Blast. Thought, uh, Running on against the pattern was uh, the one out of that Wongoom handicap. And my best race, nine, number 10, Ocean Miss. Be interested to see how Joel's best in Adelaide Zaydani goes in the Centuria Stakes, given that uh, Ocean Miss just finished just ahead of her last time. Joel, you're, uh, well, obviously, uh, no. In fact, now you have never listened, isn't your value bet? So you've found some even more value at uh, Flemington. Talk us through your special. Yes, well, Never Listen has been, uh, is my roughie on page two. So uh, she's the roughie. My best bet comes up earlier. It's race four, number four, Hypnos, the Kiwi visitor from the Roger James and Robert Wellwood stable. Now, he came over to Australia a couple of years back, it was about 18 months or so ago, and he was hammered with weight, 59, 60, uh, some big weights over shorter trips, and we just didn't see the best of him. He returned to New Zealand. He won a group two a race during the New Zealand Cup Week carnival last November. And he's been ticking along pretty well. Got out to 2,000 time and beat all bar a Group 1 performer at Wait for Age. Little place with the Petit Nugent, 55 and a half. And, yeah, just hopefully second time lucky uh, for his Australian visit here. Hypnos, it's a winnable race. So he's the best for me. And my value comes up race seven, number six, Winsome, who was a clear forgive run last time out. Had a, an internal bleed. Uh, beaten five and a half lengths. Was hard in the market there. And I've always thought he was ready to sort of, you know, he was destined to get 1,400 and even further. He, his two runs were very good. So just for giving that last run up to 1,400, I think he can bounce back at a good each way price. I like the uh, race seven, number nine, Vibrant Glider. Um, he was very good last preparation with big weights. It's sort of provincial level. Um, the former end just since looked pretty pretty handy and then he went to Flemington at the end of the preparation and um, had to carry, I only had to carry 51 and a half kilos but ran a good second behind Hasseltoff <clears throat> um, he's first up here with 52 kilos 1400 metres, I think a pretty good kickoff point for him he, he has won over 1600 metres and got over a little bit further but I think 1400 metres is a good kickoff point, he 
should be forward enough for this considering his uh, recent trial when he was he was ridden out to win that one. And I think finds a pretty winnable race here. First up, Vibrant Glider. Um, race seven, number nine. The value comes up in the last. Mr. Tip was going great guns this preparation. Two starts back, two thirds, but a finish within half a length on each occasion. Um, ran on very well in an on-pace race. Last start, uh, gets a two kilo claim from Tommy Stockdale here. And uh, just a horse that always gives a good account of himself and uh, hopefully can add another win. I think over the odds at sort of $9.50, $10 mark in, um, in a, what is a, a big field. Um, but he's going as good as any of them, I think. Race nine, number two, Mr. Tipler, my value. All righty. Well, later in the day across the Nullarbor, they are racing once again at Ascot. I think this is the last Saturday meeting before they take the chairs and tables over the road and we go to Belmont next Saturday. Um, the There is a good race, too, to finish off at Ascot. It is uh, race eight, the Breast Cancer Research Centre of WA Roma Cup. There's uh, 16 in it, the 1,200-metre weight for age group three, uh, including... Uh, well, really, all the, all the good WA horses that are up at this time of year. BJ's best comes up in this race, and that is uh, for the Peters Investments team, Lee Pike, Grant and Alana Williams, uh, Windstorm, and uh, the, the, the Windstorm is resuming, and the quality of the race is indicated by the fact that Windstorm is marked at $6.50. It's a big 15 flirtini, 5 the Velvet King. Uh, sorry, uh, BJ's best is, uh, uh, sorry, BJ's tip is Windstorm to beat three Elite Street, uh, six Cup Night and seven Massimo. That is not BJ's best. His best is race four, number one. That's funny as in value bet race nine, number seven, Naughty by Nature. Earlier in the day across the Tasman, Joel, they are racing at uh, Arawa Park, Rotorua and at New Plymouth. Indeed they are, yeah. A couple of sort of, um, yeah, a bit of black tight. At Rotorua, uh, my best comes up in the maiden. Race two, number 10, Jackal Nuts. Yes, she is the Jackal to Ginger Nuts. Uh, the debut run was pretty good at 1,200 metres. She was working to the line nicely. Step up in trip suits. She's drawn well. I think she'll be uh, running you a pretty good race each way. My value comes up in race six, the Rotorua Cup. Uh, Bowden heads the weights. He was the group one performer I spoke of earlier that Hypnos bumped into last time out, and he'll be... Hard to beat, but not wait for age on Saturday. So he's giving plenty of weight away. And I'm going to go for one on the minimum, number 12, Very Flash, the older brother to Very Elegant. Now, he is just a dead set mudlark, this bloke. He can mix his form, but when he gets conditions to suit, like he did at Ellerslie two back, uh, where he popped up and finished a close second at big odds, he's often competitive uh, in these conditions. And the track currently at Rotor 11. So that is going to suit him very nicely. At New Plymouth, my... Best bet is race eight, number one, Crystallize. Led and faded in the straight first up, but led on the fence there early in the day. And as the meeting panned out, that wasn't the place to be. Out to 1,400 with a trial in between. I think he can control this and take plenty of catching on wet ground that he likes. And in terms of a value bet, I've gone with the first starter in the third race, a local uh, by the name of Cross Talk, who led, came away from the fence, and I thought kept battling on strongly to win uh, the tri his trial, uh, not a lot of exposed form in this race. And I think a, a first starter can certainly bob up. I've lent his way. Race three, number three. All righty. That wraps the preview section of the podcast and brings us to our best $20 bet of the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Well, Joel spared our blushes last week with uh, a very sensible bet on a certainty in Cherry Tortoni. Uh, rest of us need to lift again. I'm taking a uh, leaf from Joel's book, uh, going to Flemington uh, with one of Joel's. Race four, number four, Hypnos. Joel? Yeah, well, I'm a bit torn this week because there's a few that I like. 
and Miss Hipstar was very good to us a couple of weeks ago, but I'm going to jump off her and I'm going to go for Rose Hill Race 3, number 3, Lakeen. And, uh, yeah, very tidy dividend at the moment, so we'll put our faith in the Godolphin camp. Yeah, I need a winner, so um, I'm also going with one from the Godolphin camp. Race 5 at Adelaide, I think flexible, really hard to beat in that um, in that Phillies and Mares race. Excellent. Well, uh, Joel on a hat-trick, by the way, uh, with the Lazy Lobsters. Um, that leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. Got all the form for Friday, Stone Cup Day, of course. Saturday and Sunday, Fields for Tamworth Monday, uh, all your favourite columnists and features as well. We will talk to you next week on the, lay, um, on the preview podcast. In the meantime, back plenty of winners and we'll talk to you then.